What is this episode about? You actually want to talk about driving? No, I'm just driving in a car. I have no idea what to talk about. We can discuss Stranger Things. You just kind of have to lead a little bit because I'm not going to be able to focus as much. I can play off of you more, but I won't be able to do They're coming right behind me. Holy shit. Who are? You'll see. Look up right behind me. The government? No, the fucking like whole bunch of maybe. The government's on me. I was online for just two seconds and they saw me. Are they pulling you over? No, 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 they're not pulling me over. There's some kind of real emergency going on here. It's called San Francisco. And it's constantly on fire, covered in shit. Half the population's homeless. One bedroom apartments cost six grand a month. People are sleeping in pods. I love it. I love it. It's the future. It's the past. The reason, the, why San, the reason why San Francisco sucks is because they, they, they have so many fucking regulations that you can't build new housing there. So housing is... Oh, dude, it's not even the housing is the real issue. If you live here, you'll realize like the real major problem isn't is not that type of infrastructure. The real major problem is they can't add infrastructure, like real legitimate, like turn-of-the-century infrastructure to this city. The city is going to always be stuck in like 1920s. They'll add rideshare. That'll always work, but that's the extent of what they really will be able to do. I mean, they can't put in like a subway system to get you out into the uh, the avenues. No, they just they demolish the buildings that are existing and build completely new build, buildings on top of that. By the way, I was just at the longest running theater uh, operating theater in the United States. I was just uh, there for a screening right now. So the Castro. They do keep some buildings. No, no, it's not in Castro. It's in uh, the Mission District. It's called the Roxy. Oh, the Roxy. Yeah, the, yeah, there's a big Roxy and a little Roxy. Yeah, tear it the fu- tear it down. No way! <laughs> and and build and build a, a fucking sixty-story high-rise uh, housing unit. I um I was actually before that we were at a party and it was in an old like community center that was like eighty years old and it was that was something that was like yeah tear this down. There needs to be an earthquake. When whatever they gutted right that was eighty years old, they turned it into like something that looks like it was like you know modernized in the 90s so it's like that super dated like really hard angles vaulted ceilings weird beams stucco like you know it's all that weird shit it's a horrible city i love san francisco uh... live from cool boys center get the boss down there i'm boss up here hold your dicks and rub your tits you'll be ice cold here come the cool boys just the young boy <gasps> <gasps> so cool so cool. So cool. Oh, she's a cool boy. All right, I was going to give greetings, even though we don't know what our topic is. Greetings, cool boy nation! And welcome to end another installment of the Cool Boys podcast. You know what they say, you're good looking. You've got a beautiful body, beautiful legs, beautiful face. All these guys in love with you. Only you've got a look in your eye like you haven't been fucked in a year. I'm fucked this year, Felk. What was that from? Wow, really? What was that from? I don't recognize Scarf- that one. That's Scarface. That's Scarface. That's what uh, Pacino's character says to Pfeiffer's character. Oh, I, I do love Scarface. I think it's 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 a uh, fascinating how that the, how that one's held up. In the well, yeah. The funny thing is, is like no one is like this is an incredibly racist film. Uh, <laughs> like, everyone like- is. That's. <laughs> Don't don't mention Scarface around too many woke people. Oh, really? They do talk. They do talk about Italians playing Cubans and shit like that. It's, 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 it's more just a demonizing uh, or demonization of immigrants or especially illegal immigrants. Right. Yeah, uh, it is for sure. 
you know, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, which, hey, I, I, I love Scarface. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, Pacino's pretty much doing a comedy. Like, it's just weird. Because, like, Pacino's way too intense with it, I think. He's oh, my God, I didn't say my name yet. Yeah, and I'm just Ballard. You should go back to his own country. Uh, recent events. With Pacino? No, no. This, I know, this, I know, I know, I know. Do you I know? You're, you're just a humble pizza delivery I don't driver. know anything you're talking about, actually, and I've had no conversations with my family about the infantile nature of that one line. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I gotta say, uh, if you really want to get into it, I'm one of the four, the 40 chess people at this point. It was like, that was, that was kind of a brilliant maneuver because- Hey, like, I've, I've literally said to people, sure, you might think it. Hell, we all might think it. But it's one thing to be president and say it in I, a speech. Again, I, I think it, I think it's not coincidental. Like it, the fact that Pelosi was uh, at the point where she's like, "All right, I've had it with these four, particularly the main two, AOC and Ilhan Omar." She was like, "I've had it," and, and was uh, starting to distance uh, the making, sh like really protecting the political party, condemning them for what they said. That like we got to the point where you know people are going to start if they really think. Immigration centers or concentration camps. Yes, there's going to be more and more escalating attacks. So, yeah, they, they were they were starting to the mainstream Democrats were starting to distance themselves to the floor. And all it took was tw Trump tweeting something stupid. And then suddenly they have to pretend that they protect them and they, that, that they're all part of the same party again. It's like that's what he wants to run again, man. It, it just keeps reminding me of uh, the, the a late season uh, line from Breaking Bad where like uh, where Aaron Paul uh, is where Jesse is, is like your plan is to do his plan. <laughs> it's like, that's what they're doing. They're, and this is, this is, it's a plan. It's a, it's a clear plan because he wants to run against the most radical left wing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Pro ISIS <laughs> or elements of the party and not run against uh, something that resembles the 08 to uh, 2012 Obama era policies, which, you know, if we was, I, I hope, you know, deported more people than Trump has. You know, it's like it, he he wants to run against uh he doesn't run against run against anything moderate. He wants to run against the extreme. Of course. Yeah. Well, this is going to be uh, interesting. Uh we don't have a topic. I don't want to discuss stranger things it, like this. I I I feel like three seasons of a show while you're driving and there's no outline and I don't do spoiler casts. I'm not the I'm not the ship steward on spoiler casts. We did Alien Covenant. It was no problem. I was driving then too. But that was one movie I just saw. Like, okay. Whereas Stranger Things, I, I honestly, I should also rewatch it before we do a spoiler cast. I don't remember the last two episodes. I was kind of distracted. Well, hang on a second. So you just touched on something that's probably not been made clear other than the shitty audio quality. So I'm driving right now. I'm actually uh, driving home from a, a, a long day and ended it with a screening. Right, uh, Gosling. So what? Gosling. He drives. Oh, so he does. And so does. Bob. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. OK. Yes, of course. Yes, he does. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's probably why that's why I felt saying he doesn't really want to do anything we have planned because this was a last minute thing I got booked into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't give a fuck about Stranger Things, honestly. And like if we want to break it down real quick, I, I love season one and didn't give a shit about seasons two or three. So there's my notes and fucking be me just tearing apart a series. So I'm okay with not being negative, honestly. Um, uh, we can talk about fucking anything, dude. Really, I don't give a fuck. Let's let's all right. Let's find out who's uh, 
what what famous movie car driver Ballard likes the most. Now we've got, of course, previously mentioned Ryan Gosling in Drive. I'm just coming up with the stuff. Uh, Wait, don't you have like actual show topics you said you wanted to do? You didn't want me to always be doing show topics. And do you have anything you want to do yourself, honestly, other than like ma ma making up Drive stuff? Because if you do, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I have a whole list here ready to go, but no. yeah, do it. Just pull the audible. You got Jason Statham in the transporter. Uh, no, no. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> you want me to pick a topic? It, it requires you to be able to like look at me and look at something I make you analyze. I don't know. I can listen. I can. Oh, I see. You can't just no, tell I'm gonna me make about you it. I'm, I'm making you watch Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I, I we're we're bursting that bubble. I want to take you, you watch this. next. I'm making what? you watch next. That's fine. <laughs> that that sounds like a fair fucking trade. I love next. I saw it. I saw it before it was released in theaters. <laughs> you saw a screener? Uh, no, I saw it. In, I saw it at a special screening. Um, next, actually, I, I, I for a while in LA, I was actually able to see a bunch of films before they were released hmm. at the big screenings in Calabasas. And you got to see Next. Next was one of them. Shrek Three was one of them. It was not finished. Uh, there, there was a uh, Kung Fu Panda. I think was one too. Uh, Transformers. Uh, what was it? Revenge of the Fallen, um, Hangover. There's a bunch of them. Hangover, yeah, I remember that. That you said they had more of uh, Zach Galifianakis's like fake dick in that chick's mouth. Yeah, I think it was like a prosthetic fake dick, they a uh, really tiny dick that barely stuck out of the fro, and uh, and there were like two insert shots that uh, that were like uh, close-ups of the dick, um, and then at one point I think that's why uh, Bradley Cooper's character says like, "Hey, ma'am, seriously, put on your pants" or something like that because. You just cut off the dick shot, but in the actual film, they they cut they toned down the dick. And that was something I wrote in my card too. When I was like skimming my notes, I was like, I was like, love all the dick. So they must have been like, ah, uh, I think there might be too much dick. This guy loves it too much. And then, um, all right, I'm back. oh, Neon Demon, Neon Demon was the other one where in the card I was like, maybe too much necrophilia. No, you so much it necrophilia. Up. Yeah, I fucked it up because they there was a lot more pussy rubbing um, by uh, Jenna Malone on the, the the dead body. You also said there was a part where you could see Elle Fanning's pussy lips when she's in like underwear. And... That's that's in the that's in the film still. That still exists in the film. That, so yeah. that's just right after she uh, is picked as the dancer or the model. I forget. Sorry, the model. Um, there's a moment where she's wearing like sheer clothing and uncolor corrected properly on a large screen. You saw pretty much her vagina right through the panties like it was like oh my god that's on display but they just um, they color corrected it out i think they did color corrected it out because i haven't i didn't see the movie uh, released in theaters i only saw it in theaters beforehand um but when i saw it on uh blu-ray it looked like it was a little bit like changed it, like, I a, like it. slightly I really like that movie actually i think it's it's a very trippy i love it uh experience uh what were we talking about earlier yeah the 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 hangover yeah, I watched The Hangover uh, once with my mom. Ooh. And that was a weird experience. I saw it with you uh, opening. You saw the theatrical cut with me, I think, for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I did, uh, yeah. I recently, just recently rewatched it because it came to the Netflix. And I was like, I'm going to see if this still holds up. Does it? Kind of. I mean, I mean, not it, certainly not in the sense that, you know, nothing holds up because everything is racist, everything is sexist, and you have to call it all out to quote an evil woman. Uh you know, it just like the, the like within like five minutes, you got Bradley Cooper yelling, paging Dr. Faggot. Uh, right. and it's like, oh, yeah, you we, in two, like, just in 2000 and what, 10, you were able to still get a laugh that with with that word. And right. now, you know, it's like this movie's 
hate speech and so forth. Uh, there's just a lot of, yeah. Uh, Does 13 by Danzig still stand up? Because I fucking love that song. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love... I always wish that The Hangover was darker because that opening credit sequence, setting it to Danzig, you know, plays a... or It sets up for a much darker movie of course if you go too dark then you wind up with very bad things yeah. which is almost you know a very similar uh plot y- yet uh that movie is pretty awful let's just move, move on well move on to our sh- cool boy show topic well we had we, we didn't risk for 45 minutes with me about me driving in a car <laughs> well cool boys I don't think we can get away with any more than that. Time yep. to move on to our cool boy show topic is what I always like to say. Always like to say it. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gay. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. No so cool. Uh, not Stranger Things. I kind of want to talk about the upcoming uh, attempted uh, storming of Area 51. The what now? You don't know about this? No, what are you talking about? What is this? I, dude, I've been like, I've been under a rock for like no bullshit a week and a half um, with just crazy amounts of fucking work right now. It's it's my busy season, if you want to call it that. So tell me, what the fuck are you talking about? I want to get the- way. Cool boy nation. So for any for your edification, I have always been word. the cool boy that's like pro Area 51, pro UFO, pro question it. You know, doesn't necessarily believe it, but question it. And and I've been made fun of by both other cool boys, Felk and Noli, for my beliefs. And now it, it, I even like maybe like a, a half a year ago, I mentioned that there was some stuff in the news, immediately pushed off by Felk and Noli. Oh, uh, Ballard is just being ridiculous about this UFO stuff. Bring it up again in trading paint commentary. And and Felk's like, oh, this is bullshit. Next episode, Felk's like, maybe there's something to this, actually, Ballard. What is, wait, what are you talking about? Area 51 being stormed. Okay, so on recently on 4chan or Reddit, and then of course eventually to Twitter, and then picked up by many other people, is a attempt. I'm trying to find the original post. Uh because it doesn't seem particularly serious. Hang on a second, though. Do you want to describe 4chan to people at all? It's essentially Reddit, but way deeper, deep web type shit. And usually, it's not deep web. It's not deep web, but it's like that kind of like it gets more deep into like surface web, right? Shallow web. And then uh, it, um, it, it really, it's really just a matter of curation. Uh, 4chan is pretty much anyone can post, and they really don't leave anything off there. And then, but they do still kind of edit for things that are like are inciting violence and shit. So there's worse right. versions of 4chan for even the people who have been have their IPs banned from them. Reddit's but it's a good like way the, to leak shit. It's a great place to leak shit because it's more anonymous than like Reddit and stuff. I think so, but it's not as anonymous as like the dark web shit, which I don't really know about. Uh, Reddit is in like. On top, like a, a a more mainstream layer of of that, which is also right. just people having conversations. But Reddit's so segregated by topic that grandmas can go on Reddit and be like, "I want knitting designs," yeah. and they'll just find knitting designs without somebody being like, "I mean, I'm sure someone will knit, knit a swastika," but like that's the outlier. Whereas the weirder shit is is completely 
uh, out there. It did start on Reddit. Um, no, it actually it started it started on Reddit, went to Facebook. Now it's a Facebook page. Uh, the page re- reads um, that Hello US. Oh, God damn it. Where's the fucking original? Hold on. I got to find the original. I gotta, see, everybody just this is pissing me off. I'm trying to find an actual article that lists the original uh, thing, but everybody just wants the part uh, where the fucking original poster smiley coon uh on reddit said if we naruto run we can move faster than their bullets let's see them aliens so the the idea is that we all join together uh naruto run and then everybody wants to explain what the fuck naruto is because now if you google for it of course you get like newsweek trying to explain this to fucking grandma whereas uh, you know if you're already on fucking 4chan or reddit or whatever you're, you're you're gonna get these goddamn anime references i don't get these anime references but i le- even i still like know that like okay that's a thing from the animes uh so the it's currently a facebook page for people who are going to show up on september 20th and all at once just show up at 3 a.m outside of nellis airport nellis base whatever you know that people believe to be area 51 rush it in an attempt to free the aliens and it's got 1.3 signature now uh this was a joke but now the u.s air force has put out a thing saying anyone who does that will be uh arrested uh and possibly shot and uh the original poster had to just be like hey i was just trying to get some thumbsies upsies uh, I, this was a joke and, but it, it, now it can't be deleted cause it's like a, a public thing. So, uh, the military's warned the Nevada law enforcement says that they see people, you know, getting together, they'll, they'll stop them. Uh, oh, and, and ma- ma- people massing up around the, uh, around, around that area. Is that what you mean? Yeah. The Facebook event is called storm area 51. They can't stop all of us. So when is it okay? This is mostly because then of the Netflix documentary about Bob Lazar and whatever and UFO stuff. I saw that documentary; it's not bad. I think and that then, is connected. Um, right, and then on top of that, of course, there's the the Joe Rogan uh, episode with Bob Lazar. And if you listen to that shit, and you kind of just listen to the what's going on in the news, like literally, you you start to piece things together. Like holy shit! Like there's these connections, and I mean, I actually I tend to believe more the reality Bob Lazar provides than the you know the crackpot idea of fire in the sky type of shit um i i definitely feel that like you know there's possibly like things from other other civilizations whether they're off world or not i don't know and they're you know and they're and we're trying to decipher them to some extent and figure out what they are um i think that's definitely more than likely a possibility whether we have actual aliens at at area 51 i think that's just people buying into like the the science fiction of it all and that's just stupid. You're going to get shot running towards a fucking like a runway and, and a completely fortified base. Well, <laughs> it's no, so one is, dumb. no one is actually going to do this. It's just it's, force. It's making mainstream attention because it, it, it is kind of calling into that whole thing where like we don't really know what percentage of people actually believe that there be aliens at Area 51 or alien bodies or maybe they used to have the aliens there but have moved them since. Or or whatever. I mean, realistically, it's just a military base where they make experimental aircraft, uh, and, right. and yeah. uh, there there is no interdimensionality or future time travel or alien spacecrafts. I mean, yeah, like yeah, people see UFOs over it because they're fucking making spaceships. They're like you know the 
the SR-71 can fly into fucking space and they developed it there. Of course, you're going to see crazy. uh, B-2, F-117A. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like lots of aircraft, you know, uh, F-22 Raptor. Yeah, all that shit. But I mean, there is something to be said about like some of the stuff that Bob Lazar like quoted back in the 80s. Right. And like stuff like um, he talks about the uh, the 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 finger bone or the uh, analysis like for like security. As your essentially as your entry into a secured location, you put your hand on this thing with pins, and lights underneath would essentially determine, or light above it would with sensors would determine the length of your bone and your fingers, and then that would determine you know whether you could actually enter or not enter the secure location. People thought that was a fucking joke, and it sounds like a joke. It sounds stupid. I mean, me just saying it right now, it sounds stupid as fuck, but it's real and it does exist, and it wasn't okay. known to exist until like less than three years ago or something like that. So it's something that he said in the eighties existed and everyone's like, it doesn't. And it's now true. And then the same thing was like what element, uh, 115, right? Like he claimed back in the eighties that there's this element and like, like not too long ago, they just literally confirmed this new element. That's, that's kind of crazy shit. Like that's crazy shit. Like he, yeah. Could he be, you know, throwing, you know, knives in the dark and hitting the uh, targets still throwing darts in the dark and hitting targets. Maybe, maybe like, you know, it's very possible. That's, he just guessed right, but it's kind of it's kind of crazy. And then to have him, I mean, have you seen the documentary at all, Phil? No. One of the interesting things they talk about is how he was hired uh, because of you know these these places that he used to work at and schools he used to go to, and then like all of a sudden he's been like erased from those locations. And so um, then what happens is that they find out like this is like news like like news reporters throughout the '90s crack this shit like legit news reporters, not like some people on discovery channel or history channel and they're like you know aliens exist it's more like people like the actual news were like following up and being like hey did bob lazar work at your job and and or your company and then being like we have no record of bob lazar and then finding newspaper articles at the time that say bob lazar who worked at such and such location you know or, or bob lazar you know this and that and people who have notes about bob lazar to this day working at those jobs and have letters from him from, you know, things that, like the requests and things like that, you know, just simple, simple day-to-day type of tasks that you have to put down on memos. He has, like, apparently there's information out there that exists that they, like, were able to, like, you know, collect. And they would go back to these companies be like, hey, did so Bob Lazar work here? We have literally information that says and documentation says he does and did. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, uh, and he got and, in 1990. He was arrested for aiding and abetting a prostitution. Did rape. you hear about that? Oh my God! So in the documentary, they talk about that, and it's fuck. I think in the documentary, I might be mixing a little bit of documentary with Joe Rogan podcast. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's he sounds like an idiot too. Honestly, there's a moment like that. You're like, Jesus, what the fuck were you doing? Like, what the hell? Why would you do that? Um, and he doesn't play it off as like I was set up by the government to look terrible so that. It doesn't play it off like that. He's like, literally, he's honest. He's like, yeah, I was stupid and I got caught up in a prostitution ring and I shouldn't have and blah, blah. So there, there's parts like that, too, where he doesn't. Well, like he was a customer. Yeah, he, he was a customer, but like they'd give him discounts for referrals and shit. So. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't lie about that and say like he was, you know, extorted by the government or, or trapped by the police or whatever the fuck. He doesn't make any of that up. He's just like, yeah, I did that. I actually did that. And that was stupid. Um, and then there's other things where he brought people out to watch those test flights, like you mentioned, right? And it was probably some of them could have easily been a B2 or the Comanche, right? A stealth helicopter, right? Or any of that shit. And it would have looked 
different. It would have been silent and it would have been moving in directions, you know, like especially the Comanche uh, would have been moving fast and in directions and, and turns and things that would have looked new and different and wildly off world at the time when they saw it. But the weird thing is that people that Bob would take, apparently he would take people that like were not friends and people who did not share you know, uh, uh, camaraderie of any sort, whether it was like colleagues of the, of the same industry or not. Like he, he had friends who just did not like each other. His friends, Bob's friends, but not necessarily they were friends together. Um, the, the friends themselves, I mean. And they would all go out there and all like, you know, corroborate the exact same thing. And they would describe things that did seem like fucking crazy. Granted, once again, it could have been just, you know, test flights for concept craft and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't really know who Bob Lazar is. I, I was just talking about the uh, recent, you know, meme thing. Uh, but uh, I'm reading his Wikipedia page, and maybe I'll look into this uh, Joe Rogan interview or documentary. Uh, he sounds like he's crazy. Yeah, he does. He also doesn't. He doesn't. Like, when you listen to him talk, that's when he stops sounding crazy. When you read it, it all sounds fucking wacky. Mm. Um, and then, but you listen to him, you're like, oh, you kind of sound smart. Here's one thing you should do. Don't watch the documentary. Okay. Just just watch the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, there's a thing he does in the podcast that I personally find distracting and con artisty. So the one thing he does over and over again, he keeps saying he has a migraine. He doesn't like talking about all this shit, right? Even though he does provide himself to some extent as a as as a subject matter for this content. He claims he doesn't like talking about it. He doesn't want to be there at the Joe Rogan interview. He doesn't want to be in the documentary, quote unquote, right? He doesn't want to be doing all these things he's always doing. He's always talked into these moments too, right? By like people around him. It's, it's not like, you know, he's ever wants to do it. He's always has to be talked into it. And that kind of feels a little like, you know, reverse psychology to me. But there's one thing he does throughout the interview with Joe Rogan that every time Joe asks him a question that seems like, the, I think, at least this is my speculation, in my reading of who Bob Lazar's uh, body language is, as, as I was okay. seeing it, um, there was a, like there were ways when Joe Rogan would ask tough questions or questions that kind of seemed like maybe they were like follow-ups to stuff that Bob Lazar maybe said in the 90s or the 80s. Bob Lazar always would shut down and go, my migraine is too intense. My migraine is too intense right now. I'm so sorry. My migraine is too intense. I hate talking about this stuff. Whenever I talk about this stuff, I get this migraine. And the migraine felt like a great way to deflect. And that's what I kept thinking when I listened to that interview. Every and It happens in the first 45 minutes or so, and then it stopped happening. But um, it was interesting because like, it was every time a tough question got asked or a question where it felt like, hey, Bob, do you really remember all those facts you quote unquote said back in the day? It was immediately migraine. Oh, my migraine. Oh, my head hurts. I'm so sorry. I can't talk about that right now. My head is just killing me. So that was a little odd. That felt like deflecting. That felt like he was, oh, I can't remember what exactly I said. Better to not be recorded right now making a mistake than it, and better to sound like I just have a migraine. Huh. Yeah, he sounds crazy. Uh, you, you shut me. You tried to sh just shut me down last episode when I started talking about Alex Jones. Bob Lazar is not Alex Jones. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I don't know. I don't know who's more crazy. Who has more crazy things to say? Well, okay. Like we talked about. Don't. Okay. First of all, you're misrepresenting me, right? Like completely misrepresenting me. I shut you down about Alex Jones just because Alex Jones is incredibly, incredibly, 
you know, um, controversial, uh, and controversial. Politicized. Actually, I would, yeah, I would say politicized. I, yeah, but he's controversial for shirts too. And um, I would say that, like, you know, you could easily lose a good chunk of your viewers just by literally saying his name. I've experienced this in real life when I say in conversations, "Well, I heard about Alex Jones said." And people immediately just don't listen to you anymore. They like, shut you out. And it's just like, it sucks. You're like, whoa, whoa. We talk about this point where, you know, Alex Jones literally breaks the news on Bohemian Grove. And like, but you tell people that and they're like, oh, Alex Jones did? Well, that was bullshit then. It's like, no, it's literally not bullshit. It's literally not bullshit. And it, you know, yes, it was him who did it. But just because the messenger, you know, you don't like the messenger, you can't, you know, you can't not believe the facts like these are little facts like now we know so much more about bohemian grove but people still will just if you started off with the alex jones part i've literally had people be like oh i don't give a shit anymore dude so that's why i was just like yeah we shouldn't talk about alex jones on top of that you were making me seem like it was a really negative thing i was saying that jk simmons who's playing jj uh this is total spoiler for spider-man my god far from home so t turn out now for the next 30 <laughs> far from home but um uh, J.K. Simmons, who plays J.J. Uh, uh, Jameson at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, yeah. he's deaf. He's clearly even the director and the writers and and and, uh, and Kevin Feige or whatever they've all said to some extent. Yeah, he's clearly based off of an Alex Jones-like caricature, and that's what I was referring to. And you were like all offended by that. So I mean, I, I, don't be offended. No, I wasn't by offended that. by you saying that. I was. I was. You. You seem to be taking it personally. I, I was saying I, I don't. I don't. Were. I don't like that the movie did that. Okay, that makes more sense. Not against you for, for acknowledging that the movie did it. No, because you questioned it. You're like, how is it like Alex Jones? How is it like Alex Jones? Yeah, Tell me how it's like Alex Jones. I was like, it's clearly like Alex Jones. Like it's no, set I, up I, like I, I was asking them, and maybe you thought I was asking. Well, yeah, I was, I, was, I was pausing that question to the movie. Okay, okay. I, I get it. I thought and, you were And then pointing out inconsistencies. <laughs> like Alex Jones is not appearing on giant billboards in New York City. Yeah. He's not. No, he's they've not. Censored, not, not they've censored him out of existence. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's doing pretty well, right? I mean, he's he's he still has an entire fan base and a massive audience and a lot of money, and still he has sponsorship. I mean, he has he has nutraceuticals. Where the fuck witchcraft he fucking tries <laughs> yeah. to sell? Yep, this exactly. is clear. I'm not pro Alex Jones. I think he is a clown. But I don't understand the problem with if everyone can recognize him as kind of a clown, then like, why not? Clowns are funny. They're entertaining. Like, that's the point. He is putting on a character. Like, we don't know how much of it is exaggeration and how much of it you, is. is you can see him go in and out of character. Yeah, that's very stupid. On the Rogan podcast, right. you feel like you get, yeah. you get the real Alex Jones. And it's like, yeah. this guy's not, like, he's insane, but he's not dangerous. No, no, he's not. Well, he says shit that, that, that. That, that leads to people maybe being dangerous. That's kind of scary, right? Regardless. Like, no, I'd be, because, I'd be, no, because I'd be upset like, if yeah. I said something like that. People like, shoot people over. See, people shoot people over Catch of the Rye. Uh, Charlie Manson's yeah, yeah. Helter oh, Skelter sure. inspired him. You you do not they, give art or performance, which is what I think Alex Jones really is, which is a, a performance character, uh, over to the crazies who who, who do shit with it. Unless no, they don't. are deliberately saying, like, you need to do this violence. Yeah, people people shot people over the Dark Knight Rises. Like, I mean, uh, people shot people over Amy Schumer. I mean, you're totally right. You're totally right, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. But I, I'm just saying specifically, if I was in those shoes, I would definitely feel like shit, or I would be like concerned that I said something that like may could have led to something horrible or did lead to something horrible. Now like, you're I jinxing be... us for for our, our what what about Red and Cube? <laughs> What's he going? Oh do? no, <laughs> Red and Cube or uh, what was the the Nugget Master? Guy? 
Nugget Master, that's it, not sausage. Why did I think sausage? You just told him the sausage. Um, but anyways, yeah, and also to be clear, I I am not Nugget, anyway Nugget an Master. Alex Jones fan. Nugget either. Master, if you're still there, do okay, not more make important. people into nuggets. Don't, don't do make it. nuggets out of people. Don't do it, but way more important, I just want to clarify. I don't listen to Alex Jones. I know of InfoWars. You can't. He's <laughs> too hard to get to now. I don't even know how you fucking listen to him. But I don't, do I, I'm not a fan of his. I do believe he figured out Bohemian Grove. And I don't, I don't just dis, like disbelieve that at all. Like, and I don't hold, Bohemian, it, hold it against him. You keep mentioning Bohemian Grove. I, we know that's real. And if you yeah. don't, if anyone doesn't know it, it is quick, quick. It's a Northern California retreat that was visited by many prominent, both Democrat and Republicans it tends to be a little more Republican leaning uh, Nixon, Reagan. Uh, it's also they go there, they burn a weird okay. statue that, that's shaped like a fucking demonic owl while wearing uh, hoods. If you'd like to see yeah. this depicted, yep. it is in, I think, the fifth season, whatever the last season of House of Cards with uh, Kevin Spacey. They, he actually, his character goes to a fictionalized Bohemian Grove, and it's exactly that. It's just a fucking, they do a little stupid fraternity ceremony. They drink beer in cabins. The, the show doesn't depict any kind of, nefarious things other than it just being like a retreat uh but many conspiracy theorists think that they're you know sacrificing lot, babies yeah. summoning demons oh yeah uh, it's where it's a mk ultra girls and boys are designed to get fucked by all of these politicians and social high, you know uh stars and whatnot and like all these because it's like you know it's like they're able to like uh, you know uh, uh, prep the MK Ultra kids on their life later on as super spies, whatever the fuck, right? It's all that stupid bullshit. And it's like, meanwhile, it paints you know all of these politicians in the light of being essentially child molesters and rapists, right? So I mean, like, it's definitely like all these conspiracies are very much about like everybody there does the most horrifying shit ever. Yeah, and also some of these conspiracies do specifically invoke the supernatural or science fiction. Of right, it's like a real demon demons. and, and uh, yeah, yeah, an actual and uh, yeah. There's there's layers to uh, how much I believe, but I mean, ultimately, it's I, I think it's 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 no different than the fucking skull and bones with, at Yale. It's it's and just a it's a fucking fraternity. That's all exactly. It is. And for me, that's the part. To, I I by the way, Felk, are you were you in a fraternity? I was in a fraternity. No one told me not to talk about that a long time ago. No one doesn't want us to talk about it. I kind of agree we shouldn't probably get too much into our fraternity days just because no. my fraternity was very secretive. I was also in a fraternity. Um, and that being said, seeing a bunch of like Washington, D.C. and Hollywood's elites or the idea that a bunch of these people congregate together and they and, and put on essentially these like stage plays for themselves about demonic owls and put on hoods and chant and burn deities type of shit and idols that's fucking weird on its own like you don't have to make it into all this other shit that it yeah exactly i mean it's it's already fucking weird it's odd enough but when you look into the details without the conspiracy theories you're like okay so it's just a fucking like retreat for powerful men all right yeah yeah that's a little odd that they do it but like but why do they put on so many plays and costumes you know it just seems weird to me like, I got that out of my system in college. <laughs> it, it almost, I mean, if they were summoning a fucking demon and sacrificing a baby to it, it would almost make more sense that they would have kept it secret. Because at, if, it, if it's what, like, the official version of it is, it's like, I mean, you could you could have just been like, oh, bye, everybody, bye, American people. I'm off to Bohemian Grove. We're going to put on so a play, and we're going to do arts and crafts, and we're going to drink beer. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So here's what's interesting. So I think it was known Bohemian Grove existed and that, that and that people went there, but they didn't really know anything that happened because it was just super tight lipped. Like you couldn't get information back out. Okay. And it I wasn't. Don't know if I- in- I don't know if what? I want to go into this. I actually went on uh, like a couple of dates with a girl who had worked uh, at Bohemian Grove. Oh, whoa. What? Okay, so so essentially, just so we're clear, we can bring back the Alex Jones part. Alex Jones literally just opened the book up on, oh, the deity stuff and the demonic owl and the burning of the idol and the, and the fucking robes. Like, that was what he filmed on VHS way back in the day. So you actually dated somebody that went there? No, worked there. She it oh, was a girl. It, yeah, I, don't, I think it was, I think to like be a member or whatever, you have to be a, a man. But the staff was female. Uh, she did not seem to imply that any that it was anything more than just a waitressing gig for their like big dining feast. Which you know, when it's occupied, is it's people. It's you know, maybe it was people, but she, she seemed to you know. It, it, the only th- the only detail I remember was that she had a pierced eyebrow at the time. She didn't uh, when I saw her. Um, but they had like a rule about no piercings and it was a pain to take it out. And, and the staff didn't have a rule about, uh, band-aids. Like, so she put a band-aid over her pierced eye and it's like, she's serving these super powerful men with a girl, the fucking band-aid over her goddamn eye the entire time. This place sounds janky and awful. I, I would much rather see the piercing and, and not think, Oh, this girl who's serving me food has an eye infection or something. Right. Yeah. Or some kind of open sore. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just like, well, so that that sounds kind of just janky and, and gross. Uh, and, and you know, she didn't imply that like, oh, yeah, they, they were constantly like raping me or anything. I, I, now I can't I gotta shield the identity of this girl. Uh, but uh, she didn't apply anything like that. Though there's anything nefarious or weird. It was just like a, a fucking working at like a Masonic temple or a goddamn uh, Elks Lodge or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, Sons of uh, the Golden State and all that kind of shit, right? Like it's just a, it was just a big old boys club. But I think there there were women though at Bohemian Grove, right? I think there are some women there. There maybe they do allow women. I mean, I'm just saying that like you keep saying, oh, Alex Jones, you know, he 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 broke the the news of bohemian grove i think he did like make people aware of it and and like yeah. was the one who got people but he I, I don't think he ends at the official story I, i'm sure he he said things like aliens or demons and i'm not sure that that part's true no no and i don't remember where i heard the mk ultra um connections either that was like i think maybe last podcast on the left i don't think that was alex jones either to be honest yeah, I mean, Bohemian Grove is just a, it's just a nice, you know, it's a nice palette to start, you know, drawing on. It's a nice, you know, uh, paper well, to, it's, to, it's, to it is, put your it art is, on. It is real, and just seeing the giant owl, it's like, okay, that's a little odd. It is a little odd. It is. I mean, that is a little odd. I mean, I mean, here's the thing that is interesting to me, though. There are people out there that hear that, and regardless, and would listen to what you just said, and would just be like, I don't give a fuck though so why do i care and like i'm like and and i'm like yeah and you're the same type of person who doesn't give a shit that we literally know that there are unidentified flying phenomenon like going on all over the place and it's becoming more and more prevalent and and we're more aware of it and what does that mean and they don't give a fuck like they just don't give a fuck they don't care they don't give a shit that we've essentially acknowledged as a government that there are are aliens not aliens but there is literally ufos and i don't mean that from an alien perspective i guess yeah because that because they're because we, the government of the U.S., probably has 
unmanned drones over every fucking country, including China. And, and, and when we have unidentified UFOs over our fucking country, it's just it's just those countries doing it to us. As long as they're not bombing us, it doesn't affect the average citizen. I'm just trying to prevent my fucking taxes from tripling so, so that I can afford health care to Mexico. So I, I, I have bigger real world concerns that aren't being hidden right now than there's lights in the sky and the government doesn't officially be able to say what they are. I'm like, I, so. Would you only care about aliens once they came to a point of like Independence Day, like that level? But or if it was no, I care about totally aliens fine. if there's any evidence that they really exist. I mean, well, what if there is? You just Earth. haven't seen it yet. I mean, what if you're being told about it but you haven't actually just seen it? And you're and the reality is you'll never put hands on it because you're, you're just never going to get that close to the actual evidence. I mean, there's literally a a, a office building in Las Vegas that has unidentified objects like parts in it from, you know, potentially extraterrestrial locations. And there are people that go in and out of that office building and it exists. And like this whole thing that was released in this, um, in the newspaper, like I think it was the New York times uh, or the New York. Yeah. I think it was like the New York times, maybe the New York post. Um, and it was a uh, release, like, I don't know, like maybe like a half a year ago or a year ago. And it was about an, essentially information that was from 2005. This was a this was a building in Las Vegas in 2005 that had this shit in it. If I'm not mistaken, like that's crazy, and like what is it? We don't know. Yeah, maybe it's Chinese, maybe it's not, maybe it's Russian, you know, maybe it's Kenyan. Who knows? But like, it's just it, it is weird. It seems that, like this exists. The, the the likelihood that like oh maybe it's Russian, maybe it's Japanese, maybe it's Chinese, or maybe it's from another star by by an extraterrestrial species. It's just like well. What, what seems to be the most likely that it's another country's uh, covert uh, engineering. And, and, yeah. Uh, but I, here's the I'm, thing. I'm, I'm I think as Americans, as Americans, we like to believe, and we, we could be right and we could be wrong, and I think China has made some huge, it sounds like China has made some huge advancements in technology in the last five years, ten years. Like, they've had a massive boom. So who knows, right? The reality is, who knows? Maybe they cracked something. They figured something else out. But um, I like to think as, a, as an American that America has some of the best, you know, R&D in the world, if not the best R&D in the world. And the, the idea best. is that we're making stuff that and, – and, and people are making better shit, and they're flying over our country for 11 hours or 12 hours without having to refuel – is insane and when we have actual naval pilots saying this shit like being like it doesn't make sense how they were spending energy up there burning energy moving around so fast and yet they never refueled in a 12-hour period is insane to them because the guy and who's saying that is is not the guy uh, is not the equivalent to the u.s guy who's building the equivalent tech like the guy who's, who's flying up there and sees that shit has no idea that like we have a secret spaceship that can do that and then some. Uh, so and, you and, think it might be running drills on our own, like with our own like uh, teams, and that's why we have. Of course, we fucking shoot them down. We experiment on our own military all the goddamn time. Oh my god! Yeah, the nukes. Yeah, we fired off a, an atom bomb cannon, um, and uh, and like and left all of our you know soldiers out there to essentially see it, and all our scientists out there to see it. And I wonder if all of them got radiation poisoning at some point, or at least cancer. Probably all of them. Um, yeah, we definitely did terrible shit like back in the day too with our with our. I mean, LSD. We put them through LSD like tests and stuff like that too. Yeah, 
That's what I, I I've been rewatching the X Files, and that's what I fucking love about the X Files is that it it ties in like thalidomide and, and and the that pesticide that we just like sprayed on a fucking town, and then every all the all the babies had birth defects, and, yeah. and, and like because like. You talk. You love talking about well, not love, but you mentioned Operation Paperclip quite a few times. Yeah. You love oh, yeah. talking about World War II in general. I love World War II. Um, but uh, like I first heard about Operation Paperclip through the X Files when I was a kid, oh, really? in, like the third season. Yeah, because the conspiracy of the X Files, the the whole shadow government, like it starts with Operation Paperclip, uh, and I, I went later. I of course see like actual historical stuff about this, and like oh, that's how we went to the moon whoa that was that was real because like i thought that was part of the the, the phony you know the fictional story that like and this is something that's now known and we're yeah i mean look look saturday is moon day not the date our episode but saturday is the the 50th anniversary of landing on again the moon. we're no longer evergreen <laughs> we uh, uh you know the amount of former nazi scientists who were integral in, in that uh experiment i mean the entire tech oh, yeah. uh is is something that like i don't know if the average american uh knows no, about not. it and even no, more so not. i don't know how to feel about it because i am you know i'm, I'm a red goddamn blooded american i i take pride in that that thing and it's like i i, I mean my perspective is uh, no, it was not a fucking Nazi tech or Nazi accomplishments, scientific accomplishments that that uh, laid the foundation for the tech that got us to the moon. It was, it's America because we defeated the fucking Nazis and any of their accomplishments were uh, in terms of uh, science, in terms Became of advancements, in, in terms of, yeah, the V2 rocket, like the rocket tech, which was superior to anything. Also became the, Russians. The, the, well, yeah, because the Russians, did this, they had their own Operation Paperclip. Uh, yeah. It, you know, and uh, they they got very similar tech, although, you know, they had to do it on the communist budget, which, you know, if you look into Chernobyl, usually not as effective as the uh, what the capital this budget, you know, uh, allows, even when uh, because in the 60s, we were just we were just flooding NASA with money. And then as soon as we went to the moon, it was just like, OK, we're cutting 80 percent of this. Yeah, well, I think with the Russians, too, I mean, it was it was easier for them probably when they were just sending dogs to their death. <laughs> so it well, they also, I mean, a, a Russian fucking just died in space. Uh, he did? Yeah, the, the Russians sent someone in space, couldn't get him down, so he just fucking died when he ran out of air. Wow, I actually did not know that. That's awesome. I mean, that's horrible, but that's crazy, like, from a history, history perspective. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, he was on the radio and got to, like, say goodbye to his wife and shit. You know, it was like, he wow. knew. this. This That could happen to any U.S. soldier or any so, U.S. pilot. I mean, it, it, it just, uh, it didn't. The only ones who died either died in, in within our atmosphere or right on fucking near ground level. Yeah. Um, we still killed so some that- trying to get to the moon, you know? No, we did. I, I, I mean, but uh, I think the Russians sent like all the dogs up and never brought a single one of them down. Oh yeah, they like didn't even. Of, yeah, they, they didn't have a problem with that. I mean, we we, we killed a monkey. I think our uh, a chimpanzee in space. Yeah, we said. I think that was like what the only one we know of, at least. I mean, there could be a million. Who knows? Yeah, we wouldn't um, tell everybody about that. But how did he? How did the Russian die? Did, did I mean? Did he like? Did he? Ran out of air. Obviously, ran so I was gonna say of- yeah. Did he? He obviously didn't starve to death. So did he like? Did he, did he die from dehydration or did he just actually die from, you know, running out of air? I think, so, air, okay. I think I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Air. What would you choose? I mean, if you, I heard dehydration is essentially dying from a massive headache. It's like one of the worst things ever. Yeah, so dehydration I guess I would, I'd rather die from no air. <clears throat> dehydration fucks up your body. 
no, uh, air air is uh, you actually get kind of high when you're 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 being asphyxiated. So while there is pain, there's also a a more positive feeling to it. As far as I understand it, it, it in terms of ways to die, it's not one of the worst. It's going to hurt, but you'll also be high because your brain's deprived of oxygen. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Dehydration uh, is dying from it is, yeah, you, your, your brain is just on fire. Uh, and, and like every fiber of your muscle tissue hurts. Did you see the UFC girl uh, who was so fucking dehydrated for her way in? She was just like shaking and couldn't raise her arms that she's fighting. She had to fight in like two days. Well, I can't I can't say I mean, I didn't I did not see that. But I when I worked for the UFC, they, they I mean, dude, I would see fighters who like lit, I literally saw fighters who could not even get out of bed. Things like that. Like because of dehydration? Had to straight to the, yeah, I had to go straight to the hospital, never even weighed in at all. Huh. Um, she I think if anything, she got acknowledgement because she was actually there and did it. But like and weighed in and because it's a woman, it's a little bit harder to watch. Yeah, but dude, I've seen a lot of bitch ass guys, man, who just literally like just don't go to the weigh in and, and spend all week essentially like trying to cut weight. And it's like, dude, you should have shown up already practically at weight. Like, like the fact that you're showing oh, up no. 20 pounds over weight, like with like four days ago or three days ago before your your weigh in is just stupid. And like, and there was a lot of there a lot of guys who got quote unquote sick the night before. And they didn't. They just they just were like, you know, dying from dehydration, essentially, yeah. and starving themselves to be able to make weight. But they would just like they would try to save face. They'd be like, oh, my God, we're so sick. And I can't get into any of the names, but high profile people. And yeah. if, you, if you want to figure it out yourself, Good Boy Nation, literally go back to like SureDog or, or, or uh, uh, the UFC.com or wherever. And just look at times when like, you know, main events changed the last second. Like and and then you'll be like, oh, I wonder what that was. Uh, I'll tell you, though, somebody could not make weight or did not decided not to show up or made weight, but then was fucked up that whole day, that whole night, and like couldn't make the fight the following day because they were so fucked up, allegedly, from all of the of, of cutting the weight loss. I think Joe Rogan has talked multiple times on his podcast yeah. about how he feels people should not be cutting weight to make weight class, that you should be fighting at the at way your you real are, way. yeah, and that, yeah, and because the fuck up thing here, and not to get like crazy about uh, MMA for a I second, but like say. it's so fucked. I this actually has always frustrated me while I worked at the position I, I was in. Um, it was that like you would have these people who would walk around at two hundred five or two ten, right, and then they'd be fighting at one eighty, which means they cut weight to one eighty for like essentially for just a couple hours, okay, to, just to get on a scale, and then when the next day when they go to fight. They're fighting at 210, 205, and they're heavy as fuck, and they're strong as fuck, and they're just knocking the fuck, like, people out. And it sucks. And it's like people should not be fighting at weight classes below them. Uh, to, to bring it back to what I was talking about, uh, the fighter, uh, female fighter's name is Aspen Ladd. Uh, she did fought, fought. She's weighs 145 regularly, but was having to cut down to 135. Uh, and two days later, the fight took place, and she got knocked out in 16 seconds. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's about right. Maybe she was probably completely tired and exhausted. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a documentary called Dangerous Weight, uh, from directed by Thomas Hughes, that apparently is all about the dangers of weight cutting, uh, spending 20 hours straight in a sauna, spitting into uh, 
a cup to get all the liquid possible just out of you. Yeah. And then and then you try to put that back on in the usually about two days before the the fight. The day, and, uh, the day before. The day uh, before. The day before. Well, okay. So that's uh, this girl had two days. I uh, had forty eight hours. So I don't know if that was a special. Oh situation. well, maybe something's changed since since I used to work in uh, with um, MMA. But um, yeah, that's uh, it used to it was the, it was essentially you would you would wait you would have your wait. The weigh-in was on Friday, and your fight was Saturday, right? So it, sometimes fights were Wednesday, and sometimes fights were Tuesday and Sunday, and sometimes fights were Friday. But it was always the day before because uh, the committees, the commissions would want to, like, lock you down and be like, okay, you're at the right weight, so you're fine. Now you have your 24 hours, essentially, to get your weight back. And you would see people carve up, like, immediately, like, eating huge pasta dishes, like, right there in the, like, the, in the uh, stadium or the arena. I feel like a reckoning is coming because so many sports um, just clearly require – changes uh weight cutting seems like it's now getting attention because of this girl maybe that maybe this story will fade and no one will care in another week uh you know i thought cte was going to change the nfl doesn't really seem like they made any changes uh you know it's, it's the the biggest controversy was you know the fact that fire that the nfl owners were unwilling to fire people for disrespecting the flag uh, which is the way I choose to f- fucking frame it. Uh, we didn't have anything about this. This no changes have been made to the safety of the, of the players. Uh, I, I don't really know how many other sports need to change. Soccer right. seems fine. <laughs> soccer, yeah, soccer hasn't needed changes for like you know decades and what centuries, maybe even honestly, right? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's, it seems like baseball and basketball are all relatively safe. I, I don't. Uh, Dude, bring back that uh, Aztecian sport. It was the one where um, severed head. You to, yeah, you had to play with the ball. Yeah, it was just a severed head with your elbow. You had to get it through like uh, hoops that were essentially on their side, and then the winning team was uh, was uh, uh, sacrificed. I love that. What a great, what a great way to go. <laughs> we won. Now you get to die for the gods. Yeah. Or just bring back the Aztec or or Mayan, uh, what is it? Where they you just you just run while people shoot arrows at you as depicted yeah, in yeah. Apocalypto. Yeah, Mayan, Mayan. Oh my God! By the way, I was just looking into the. Um, oh, we were talking about some cinematographer, and like I was just looking at the cinematographer. It was like brilliant, and uh, and then I found out he directed Apocalypto, or not directed. Sorry, he uh, was the director of photography DP. for Apocalypto. Huh? Who was so, it? I can't remember. Look it up. He's like a great. He's a great cinematographer. He just did a big movie. I can't remember what he just did too. Fuck, it's driving me insane. But I remember being like, "Oh, I wonder what this guy's done." And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck, Apocalypto? What the hell is this?" He did Apocalypto, and it showed like a show. full casting crew. Uh, oh, Dean Simler. That name does sound familiar to me. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he did Dances with the Fucking Wolves, and he yes. did Goddamn uh, the Road Warrior. So yeah, he's he's yes. uh, he's pretty good. Yes. Yes, he is. He's an amazing. He's an amazing uh, guy. But what was he done recently? There's something he done recently. He did the do over recently, which is uh, <laughs> the Adam Sandler comedy, as well as right. another Adam Sandler comedy. Kind of yes. weird that that's where he is now. It does because re- also uh, he's done what, a bunch of Netflix Adam Sandler shit. Yeah, so has Dean Coonie. He's also done like you know he's he did some of the greatest movies of all time, and then he's he's doing a bunch of Adam Sandler green screen comedies. I don't really understand why they bother getting these guys for this stuff, but. Uh, 
Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's part of a scam because it's like, look, this guy, like, the guy's really retired and, and, and doesn't, it barely needs to do anything for the it's shoe. It's just to pay the mortgage. It's paying mortgages, right? It's paying his mortgage in his house in Jackson Hole and it's paying for the mortgage in his house in like LA and it's paying for the, you know, the mortgage for his apartment in New York or some shit. I don't think this dude has, a, has multiple houses. Well, he probably doesn't have a house in Jackson Hole, that's for sure. To be fair, uh, Dean Sundler did do Click before he did Apocalypto. So he was still doing like, you and then he did 2012, so like that's a big that's huge the one. budget. That's the movie. That's what it was. It was 2012. I was looking into the cinematographer of 2012. <laughs> Nothing wrong with its cinematography. Uh, no, 2012 looks amazing. Honestly, it's a shitty movie, but it looks amazing. Yeah, all of Roland Emmerich's movies are, are visually pretty impressive. Uh, they are. They really I mean, are. I, I I love you know, in this day of CG, it, it is fucking kind of cool that uh, Independence Day is mostly using the same techniques that the original Star Wars trilogy was used. I mean, it's it's matte paintings and fucking uh, bottles and, and composites. The, the CG is really just the the dog the fight. At the, yeah, the dog fight at the end. And even that was the, the way they had those. The textures look so good at that time for CG was because they just scanned models they built. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, and, and the reality is. Even to this day, if you listen to like, you know, CGI experts, whatever you want to call them, right? You know, visual effects artists, they uh, they, they, they tell you, like, Nerds. Give, give, give me practical all the time. So I because if, as long as there's some some element of practical in there, it looks more real. There's something that your eye can play off of, there's something that your eye actually reads and it goes, that's real. And, you, and then you buy more of the scene. And so having that texture... Like it makes those F-18s look incredible. And those F-18s do look incredible for being CGI models. And I think I think all the alien craft, the big mothership, the uh, the smaller sentry ships and the little fighter ships, I think those were all modeled like you were mentioning, Felk, right? Like those were they actually modeled those and they're um and they I mean like miniaturized, not not CGI model. Like I think those were all miniatures. Hmm. And then they and maybe they like scanned the fighters so they had the ability to do to use them uh, from a 360, you know, from all perspectives, all turnarounds, but um, but I think they were all designed from actual models first too. So they were just they were scanning marionettes or you know or not marionettes. What am I thinking of? Um, what do you call them? Fucking when you just have when you build up of the sculpture. Fuck, what's it called? You know what I'm talking mo about? Mo yeah, motion control. No, no, no. When you build the sculpture first and then you scan it. You, you, what do you call that sculpture? It's, it has a very specific name. It's not marionette, something like that. It's uh, it's reference. It's, it's a reference sculpture. Or it a is reference a reference model. There is, but they have a name for it. I don't know. I, reference model. I call it a reference model. Sure. They, okay, they have reference models. <laughs> uh, it's gonna drive me insane until I figure out the name. Maquette. All right, now we're gonna get onto the show topic: driving Woo, in cars. Finally. You never answered my fucking question uh, about which uh, uh, movie driver was was your favorite, and I lost the list. But we got Jason Statham in the transporter. We got oh, it's easy. It's easy. I already have my answer. Nick Cage and Gone in sixty seconds. That was the next. That was like the, I was gonna say uh, Ryan Gosling and Drive, Nicholas Cage and Gone in sixty seconds, Dominic Toretto. In uh, tell me that's more that's more of a racer than a driver, but uh, uh, in the in the the Fast and the Furious, and we got Ansel Edgort. No. Baby Driver. Oh, you know, Baby Driver is the only the only movie Edgar Wright made that I just was like, good God, this is garbage. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why people like that movie. I'm. I don't get it. I'm. I just don't get the Baby Driver like phenomena. Like no, I don't know. 
it's weird. dumb. It's dumb. It's it, it's. I mean, it, it's it's a it's like a fine movie from a first timer. It's like, wait, this was Edgar Wright's like passion project for decades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the weird thing. It's like, wait, you've been working your ass off to get to this point. <laughs> like, I what? like Drive. I'm gonna say Drive. I really like Drive. I love Drive. Oh my god, Drive's amazing. Yeah. All right. So we got questions here. First All question, right, so that was is, question That was no, no. That was the first question. Now we're yeah. on question two. But second question. Do you like to drive cars? I do. I, I don't do. like traffic, I, I do. but I love road trips and I love windy, hilly roads. Yeah, me too. I love um, I love uh, road trips. Um, I drive long distance road trips with my family. I'm sure my kids will hate it when they get older. Granted, when I was a kid in long road trips, because I got driven in long road trips Jesus with my Christ. dad, um, it was uh, no iPad. Right. No iPhone. But now my kids have iPads and iPhones or whatever. Right. So they're going to be able to be fine. So, yeah. I, fuck yeah. I love driving. You, you didn't have a goddamn Game Boy. Game Boy was life. I had Game Gear and Lynx. My little brother had Game Boy. Should have taken it. No, I had Game Gear and Lynx. Game Gear is useless. You fucking you can play you it for me? 30 minutes. Uh, Game Gear had TV. I literally could watch TV in a car, but I would lose reception real fast as I, you know, it was hard to find reception while moving, but right, yeah. I realize these are all have. Okay. Do you like to drive cars fast? Yes, I love to drive cars fast. Oh. Do you? Yes, I do too. <laughs> do you like to drive cars recklessly? No, recklessly. Right. Do you like to drive cars recklessly? Oh, yeah. I love driving cars recklessly, as long as I'm the only one in the car. But Speed yes, I and precision, do. I love, but reckless? No. Oh, no, no, no. Speed and precision is great, too. But every once in a while, I just got to, you know, put put the car in the hands of God and let God drive for a bit. You know what I mean? I am not trusting God with me. Do you like to drive cars or trucks? Uh, I am from Truckville, Texas, and I do not like trucks. Give me cars really? all day. Oh, man, I am a truck guy. I love trucks. I love pickup trucks. I love big ass moving trucks. I, I, I love fucking all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, the, what, I drove a truck, like the largest U-Haul you can drive that essentially doesn't mean you have to have like a class, whatever it is, uh, license to be able to drive big rigs. Like mm -hmm. I essentially drove the biggest truck it'd be, uh, that you can drive on a C license and I loved it and it didn't have first gear. It didn't have first gear. So I had to start the fucking thing in second gear. And it was a huge truck, fully loaded with like a house worth of shit in it. Oh man, it was amazing. That's how I got. That's how I drove to college. I drove in that giant fucking U-Haul hmm. with Cool Boy Andy. I find dr driving large trucks across the country kind of cool. I've done that with a U-Haul, but uh, yep. as soon as you, you know, it was it was it was basically a big city in Texas to a big city in California. And when you're in the cities, it's a, a fuck, especially California, especially L.A., it's a nightmare to drive anything bigger than realistically a Miata. I mean, I miss my Miata. Um, and, and I like trucks for, per, for like for like specific stuff. You got to haul shit. It's good to have a truck for regular transportation. Give me a car. But otherwise, truck, you like the idea of driving trucks long distance? Only for specific things. So this is not a question, obviously, uh, we have here, but just kind of as a follow up to that last one, car or truck. Do you like to drive RVs? No, I never even. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know, but I assume no. It's too big. Oh my god, Felk! RVs are so easy to drive. They're well, yeah. literally. You, you have no idea how much cars behind you. That can be kind of scary. So you have to be mindful, obviously, of that um, when you're driving around parking lots. That's the point when you have to like remember you have a whole shitload of car behind you. 
but I, I love RVs. They handle so well, and they are so, like, uh, right. wonderful to drive around a little house. Do you like driving manual or automatic transmissions? Manual. Uh, have you ever had a manual as your daily driver yes. that you drove? Oh, yeah. Okay, you have? So I, I drove manual from age 16 until, you know, my 30s, uh, a series of Miatas, and manuals are fucking so good when you're enjoying driving and, and, yes. and going down the curvy roads and all that shit. But when you're stuck in traffic, a manual is a pain in the ass in the manual of, of the MX five is really light. And it's like the easiest, it's the easiest clutch uh, in the world. But like, if you're dealing with like a Mustangs clutch, that thing's fucking heavy. Your left leg gets yeah, tired for after yeah. two hours in traffic, which is yeah. you know, part of the course in LA. So I don't give a fuck though. Like I, I totally agree though. Yeah, the, the traffic is the worst aspect and the only aspect for me. I don't like about manual. Yeah. My left, my knee, my left knee like kills. Sure. Yeah. No. All yeah, right. That's I it. love manuals. I actually love the manuals on um, hills. I, I don't mind them on a hill. I'm. I, in fact, I, when I was teaching my wife how to drive a manual, because um, I wanted her to know how to drive a manual, she never it was taught by her father. Uh, mm. Shots fired. Yeah, seriously. But um, I would say that like, I like you should teach people how to drive a manual because if you get into any car, you should know how to drive it. Like that's my that's my feeling. My kids will understand how to drive a manual. So I put my wife immediately on hills. Because I was like, let's, let's, let's fucking learn. We went to some residential area in Santa Cruz and we learned, learned on some hills. She hated it, of course, and never wants to drive a manual ever again. But, I mean, manuals are amazing. I love them. I, I, I fucking love them. I miss them. Yeah, I miss them, too. Uh, it's, just, it, it's, just, it's just not practical to have your one car. If you're going to have one car, be a manual. I mean, I wish Correct. I wish I li could live somewhere where I could easily, easily afford two parking spaces or there's just street parking everywhere. Uh, but I don't have that situation because, I mean, I've looked into it. I could get a first gen Miata for like four grand uh, and that's here. Uh, you know, it's like it's like a sidecar. It's like a weekend car. I would hands down do that. But, you know, a parking, an extra parking space in, in L.A. Is, is 200 to 250 bucks a month and extra and insurance is absurd here. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that was the fucking best show topic we have ever done while Ballard was driving. Woo! Cool Boy Nation, tell us about any of your funny or interesting stories about driving cars. That's what we did this episode. Also, if you have any questions or insight into our show topic, then please <laughs> let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out weekly, usually on Tuesdays. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Any, any day now uh please check out our, our other great cool boy central content with batman and beyond on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and youtube thank you for listening stay cool cool boy nation until next time it's biases from felk oh that's not your name this episode what was your name again it was uh fucked this year felk or something right fuck i'm fucked this year felk? and you're just ballard fuck off <laughs> uh, no, fuck this year. That's a good thing. That's I'm, a good thing. Well, men, you know, men getting fucked has a weird connotation to it. Typically, no, you, you fucked this year. No, I have you fucked this. I have definitely yeah. fucked this year. And well, I'm just Ballard. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. Mm.
So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by and a go. quick update on my drive. I am pulling up to my home right now. So when we started this episode, I was just leaving San Francisco, and I am now just arriving at my house. Hey, you did that 90-minute drive in an hour and 12 minutes. That's pretty impressive. Well, I like speeding. Yeah, driving recklessly. <laughs> Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious.